The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Gemara Yevamot. Masechet Yevamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha Varvacha Mechol Maaseyadav may be zocheh to raise his children in the ways of the Torah they should give him much nahat he should have many more children with health and happiness Hen Vachesed Be'enei Hashem Ubnei Adam and he should have Beracha Bakol Mikol Kol him and his entire family Amen Just a note of interest as we study Masechet Yebamot many of the cases need diagrams we have chosen the Sefer Siurim Le Masechet Yebamot as our uh, book for the diagrams written by Aaron Shalomo Berebi Baruch Moshe Hafner available in the bookstore so we refer to pages we are using uh, that sefer today's daf is being studied La'ilun Shmat Abraham ben Esther Ruach Hashem Tanihenu Began Eden Amen. Amen. Today's daf is being studied by Alun Shmat Hayim ben Victoria. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu began Eden. Amen. Begin today's daf eleven lines down from the top of the Amud Itmar. We have a statement. Kidsha betoch shelosha. Let's say a fellow made kiddushin to a lady within three months. Normally, we said one is not allowed to get married to make a nisuin within three months uh, after a lady, let's say, became a divorcee or became a widow in order to discern between uh, the two different uh, seeds in order that you'll know the child that's born from who the child is is it from the first husband or from the second husband so the three-month grace period will give you a uh, clear understanding that if she's indeed pregnant so we know that the child is from the first husband but let's say we're talking about a case where he didn't wait. He made Kiddushin. Now again, the rabbis uh, were against it. So, Itmar, Kiddushah, Betoch Shiloshah, Ubarah. And then the fellow ran away. Which means he didn't consummate it. He just made a Kiddushin, he didn't make a Nisuin. Kaligi Barav Aha Verafram. So we have a machlok between Avraha and Rafram. Had Amar Mishametina Ne. One says, the person is put in Hirim. Which means uh, he is excommunicated and we force him to give a get. And we punish him because he went against the rabbinical enactment. The had amar The fact that he ran away is a proof that he's not interested in consummating it yet. That's why he ran away. He doesn't want to make an nisuin. So therefore, you don't have to punish him. You keep married. The whole problem is we don't have to get married within three months. But if he made a kiddushin and ran away, so therefore his fleeing is a uh, help to him in that we see his intention. As she says, the Buddha Matheil, Kidsha betok shilosha, shum almana o girusha, eruke mistaye, lo ba'el mikhfiyed lichtov get. You don't have to force him to write a get. The gali da'te de lo ba'el lichtos azmano. And the fact that he ran away, he's giving us an indication that what? He doesn't want to get married until the proper times because we have a big mahlukar over here. Of that, there was a story that happened like this, that somebody made a kiddushim within three months and then he ran away. 
His fleeing helps him in this case in the sense that we see his intention is not to get married within three months and therefore we let him stay married and we do not force him to give a divorce. Comes the Yamaran continues with a quote from the Mishnah, Safik ben Tisha. The last case of the Mishnah was if a person got married or made a Yibum on a lady within, let's say, two months of her uh, becoming a widow. So now the boy, uh, a child was born uh, nine months later or seven months later. So now we don't know if the child is from the first husband and a nine-month baby or the child is from the second husband and there's a seven-month baby. So the Gemara says, while the child is kashir, because no matter which husband he came from, if he came from the first husband, so the marriage was a legal marriage. If he came from the second guy, so that's called Yibum. That means it wasn't the first man, so the second marriage was considered a Yibum. Therefore the child is kashir manafshah. However, we said that the fellow has to bring a korban asham. Asham <coughs> talui. Why? Was on the side that really this child belonged to the first husband, so he transgressed and he sued over here. He went with Eshet Ah. So there, but, but it's pending. We don't know if he did that or not. So therefore, it's not for sure he did a sin. Whatever he has to bring what's called an Asham Talui. Comes the Gibran says, Amal de Rabbah Rav Nachman. Rabbah tells Rav Nachman, Lema halach ahar Rav Nashim. Why don't we go after the majority of ladies? And the majority of ladies give birth after nine months. And therefore we should say that since Rav Nashim go after nine months, we have to assume it's the first husbands. <coughs> and therefore we should bring a Quran Hattat. Why do you tell me to bring an Asham Talui, a pending Asham, which is only bought for a Safek Avira? Let's assume that's considered a Vada Avira. And therefore let him bring a Quran Hattat. So we answer him back. Our ladies give birth at seven months. So he tells him, Ravat tells him, Nachman, What do I care? Because your ladies, in your time, because they uh, give birth at seven months, they're the Rov? Doesn't make them the Rov. Parma Rov gives birth at nine. This is what I meant to say. Rov nafshim yaldal I meant to say that you're right. <coughs> Majority of ladies give birth after nine months. And the minority after seven. But any lady that gives birth after nine months, already after a third of her term, meaning after three months already, the ubar is nikar, meaning she's showing. And this lady over here, since after three months, she wasn't showing. So therefore the rov becomes weakened now. She's we're talking about a guy that let's say got married, made boom after two months. The third month came now, she still wasn't showing. So therefore, rov ladies that give birth after nine, normally they start showing after the third month. Since she didn't start showing after the third month, so now there's an indication that what? That this nine months is not a nine month baby. So it, the rov of Tesha becomes weakened by the fact that she didn't show after three. So therefore, you have a mi'ut of seven, and now your rov of Tesha is weakened because the fact that she didn't start showing after three months. So the Gemara says, <laughs> 
If you tell me that all women that give birth after nine, they start showing after three. So then for sure if you're telling me that all ladies that give birth after nine start showing at three, and this lady didn't show after three, we should say automatically it's a seven month baby from the second. What's, why is it a suffix? So say like this. The majority of ladies that give birth after nine months start showing after three. This lady over here, since she didn't start showing after three months, so the rov now becomes weakened, and then it becomes a safek. So basically, the Gemara was saying like this Why don't you go after rov? Rov, uh, children are born after nine months. Gemara says, Rov are nine months, but mi'ut is seven months. So who cares about the mi'ut? Just go after the rov. Well, there's another factor. Rov ladies that give birth in nine months will show after three months. And it was since this lady did not even show after three months, so therefore the rov already is, there's a question on the rov. It's not a strong rov anymore, it's a weak rov. Because already you don't have a, a showing after three months. So therefore, uh, we have a case over here, we have a sefek. We don't know if it's the first or second. So therefore, husband or second husband. So therefore, we say bring in Asham Tadoy. Now, the uh, understanding over here in this Gemara is that the fellow got married within, let's say, two months. The second fellow got married within two months. And uh, when the third month uh, came around, so she wasn't uh, uh, showing. And therefore, we have a legitimate safek if it's a nine month or a seven month. So there's an interesting Rivikiv Egg over here. Rivikiv Egg asks the question. He says like this. What would you say when it comes to a seven-month baby? When does a lady start showing in a seven-month baby? So he says, based on this Gemara, says Lishalish. It's going to be a third. So therefore, a third would be two months and ten days. That would be the time that uh, a seven-month baby would start to show. So he says like this. You can have a case uh, like this that even let's say it was hukar ubra within three months, still I have a safik, whether it's from the first or the second, even if it was hukar within three months. How? So he says a case where let's say the first guy uh, died, the husband, and the second guy came along and made your boom after 20 days. So after 20 days, so now two months and 10 days later, she starts to show. So now already you don't know, is it from the first husband, which is three months, or is it from the Yavam, which is two months and ten days into it, and it's a seventh month. So Rikim Eger says, uh, he doesn't know why the Gemara didn't say such a case as well, which means even if it's Hukra within three, still you can have the same Safek. You don't have to say that it, was, it wasn't Hukar. Even if it was Hukar within three, you have the same Safek. In the case where he married uh, 20 days uh, after. So he leaves it in Sarik Ayyum. The Aruk Lanet comes along and says, no, the whole question is not a question. Because the Shlish rule is a three-month rule. It doesn't matter when the child is born. Whether it's a nine-month, you start showing after three, or whether it's a seven-month, you start showing after three as well. He doesn't go into Vakivayga's premise that it's a third of the term. He says, no, it's a Shlish. It's, a, it's three months in all cases. Therefore, the Gemara can only bring that case over there where the lady... Uh, didn't show after three months, so therefore it weakens the 
the nine month uh, situation and therefore allows us to khoshesh to the mi'ud that maybe it is a seventh month uh, maybe comes the Gemara continues now we said that the child that's born from such a uh, marriage the baby is kashir the child is kashir because the man of shaykh, if he comes from the first uh, marriage uh, the guy was married legitimately the child was fine right. from the second one it's called the yibum Mm-hmm. So the Gemara says, The first child can even be Kohen Gadol. If they call him over here, which means it's 100% legitimate. But let's say the fellow stays married and has now a, another child. Now the second child over here is questionable. He's a Mamzer Misafik. Why? Because in the, on the side that the baby was the first husband, so therefore this guy now is going with Eshet Ah. And therefore, the second child that's going to be born over here is going to be in Mamzer, Misafek. Okay? Now, Rashi says, Vashini, in kaima Adshi al-Dalo ben, Vadaim Mamzer, Misafek. So for sure, this child is a Mamzer, Misafek. Shema Rishon, Ben Hamit, maybe the first child belongs to the first husband. So now this fellow over here is involved in the karet. So now he's a part of a haybekritut, and therefore umamzer. That's the Tanakhama's opinion. That's a mamzer misafik. So comes again and says. Comes the Gemara and says, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer, en mamzer misafik. He says no such thing. There's no such thing as mamzer misafik. Oh, what does that mean? There's no such thing as mamzer. That, this guy is mamzer misafik. How can he say there's no such thing as mamzer misafik? So the Gemara says, my kamar. What does it mean? Ben Yaakov saying, Abar Abaye, hachi kamar. Rishon la'uliyot kohen gadol. Tanakama's opinion. The first child can be a kohen gadol. Vishini safik mamzer ve'asur b'mamzeret. Tanakama's going to hold <coughs> that the first one is a safik mamzer, but what? Safik not mamzer. And therefore it's going to be asur to go with a mamzeret. For that matter, he's going to be asur to go with a regular Yisrael as well. Because bottom line, he's uh, maybe a mamzer, maybe he's not a mamzer. So Tanakama's says, Asur <coughs> on the side that what he's a kasher. Now on the side that he's a mamzer, he cannot go with a kasher as well. However, the biliyazer when Yaakov Omer eno sefek mamzer ela vaday mamzer. This case, the way we consider him is there's no such thing as sefek mamzer. Meaning the sefek mamzer is considered a vaday mamzer, and therefore umutay mamzer. That was his point. Which means once a guy ready. As Safik Mamzerut, the Torah was Matiz such a guy to marry a Mamzerit. So therefore, comes out according to this verse, the Ezer is being Mekel. He's allowing at least the, uh, the child of it to marry uh, Mamzerit, to get married. Where Tanakhama is saying, he's Safik. Safik, nothing doing. You can't marry anybody. So that's the first version according to Abayeh. Now let's go to Ravah's way of understanding it. Ravah Amar, no, different interpretation, totally opposite. Everybody agrees on that. The first child is out to be a Kohen Gadol. According to Ravah, Hachamim hold. 
that it's a mamzer misafek, which is vadai, which is like a deen of mamzer vadai, that's mutar, be mamzer. Verabi Eliyaz, when Yaakov Omer, and vadai mamzer misafek. Ela, safek mamzer. Which means, a safek mamzer doesn't have a deen of a vadai. Yes, it is a fake. The asur be bamzered. It switched. It switched around totally. And then, according to this opinion of Rava, Rabbi Yisro ben Yaakov is the Mahmir, and he's saying, in the Kabbalah, he's asur even. He's asur even with a bamzered. So, basically, that's the machloket. Just to crystallize it, machloket abayin Rava, how to understand Rabbi Yisro ben Yaakov. And what's the machloket? According to abayin, Rabbi Yisro ben Yaakov is being the kid. He tell you this this guy over here, this kid, he's safek mamzer. Safek mamzer, mutar be mamzer. Whereas Rava is coming along to say, no, this kid safek mamzer, safek mamzer. There's no such thing as safek mamzer. Meaning a safek is like a uh, sorry, safek is a safek, and therefore, what does it mean safek? He cannot even marry a mamzer. So that's the back. Okay. So comes Gemara and says, what's their argument? Abayin Rabba's argument is actually based on the opinion of how to learn Rabbi Al-Azhar. We have a Mishnah. Mishnah is in Kedushin. Rabbi Al-Azhar Omer which means people that are Vadai, which means they're not Sefeq, meaning a regular Kohen or a Levi or Yisrael, in case like that, where they're vadai, good, or vadai, bad, for that matter, mamzeh, mamash, so vadai be vadan mutar, vadan be sefek, vesefekan be vadan, vesefekan be sefekan asur. However, once you have already a combination of a vadai and a sefek, so those type of marriages are asur, a vadai to a sefek, a sefek to a vadai. Safek to Safek, all those cases are Asur. Why? What's the logic? Look at Rashi. Vada'an besfekan Asur. Shem mea Safek kasheru. Because maybe the Safek is really kasher. So how did the Safek now marry a Vada'i? Benimsa ba mamzer bekahal. Correct. Which means now already, we're going to bring a mamzer into the kahal. Vechen. Because, because why? Because. Right? Because now the guy really is kasher. And he's going with a vadai. So now what do you bring? You bring a mamzeret to the gal. Vechen safek mamzer, besafek mamzeret. Also going to be a problem. Why? Deshem mezeh pasu vezeh kasher. Exactly. Maybe the one one guy is really kasher, and one guy is pasu, and ends up marrying a mamzeret. And therefore we have a problem as well. So therefore he's osir old safekot with that's the opinion of Rabbi Razad. Now the Gemara explains. The Elohim Sefekan. The following people are considered Sefekot. Shetuke. What is a Shetuke? Shetuke is a child that we do not know who the father is. As he says, Shekore Abi Ve'imom Mishateko. Silence. Shetuke. I mean, the mother keeps on silencing the child. Because the, the kid doesn't know his father So he calls daddy And the mother says keep quiet That's not, that's, that's not your father Shushetuke Quiet sir You don't know who the real father is So therefore this, this kid over his Sefeq could be his mamzer Because maybe the mother went uh, Maybe she was married Maybe she went with uh, somebody else So therefore we don't know what the status of this kid is Or asufeh 
A sufiz, a kid that they found in the street. Sure. Found him in the marketplace, you don't know where he's from. You don't know who his parents are, we don't know if he's a mamzer or not. He's also a safik. The kuti, okay, the kutim are the uh, girim, and also the kutim are safik mamzerut, because as she says, en makpid al kidushe kesef eshtar. In the kuti world, they were not careful, they didn't hold of kiddushin, of kesef and kiddushin of shtar. And therefore, if somebody would make kiddushin with kesef, they would say it's nothing. And therefore, they would not demand a divorce from such a lady. They would say that if you receive kiddushin from a kesef or a shtar, it's nothing. Therefore, she would get married to somebody else, and really it's eshet ish. And therefore, the children that come out are mamzerim. So therefore, a lot of the kutim were really mamzerim, because the kiddushin, they didn't hold by kesef and shtar and uh, kesef and shtar. Kiddushin, kesef and kiddushin shtar. So therefore, they're also sefek. So bottom line, all these people are sefek, sefekot. And therefore, if they marry each other, asur. Why? Let's just speak it out. Because let's say uh, this uh, Kuti, okay? We don't know if he's a Mamzer or not. Maybe he's Kashir. We're, we're not sure he's a Mamzer. Let's say he marries a uh, Shituki. We don't know what a Shituki is. We don't know his father. Maybe the marriage was a, a normal marriage. And therefore, could be he's Kashir. Or could be one of them is one of them is Kashir. So end up one of them is marrying now a Mamzer. Or Mamzer. Then you're going to bring Mamzerim to the Kaal. So therefore, that's why the uh, Bil Azaz says, Sefekot. To each other are going to be asud. Even a safek to a vaday is also going to be asud. On the side of the safek is uh, asud, and therefore, on the safek is kasher, and he's going to marry a vaday, uh, so therefore, we have a problem. Okay. Now, Mara Biyuda, so Biyuda came along in this case and said like this Amar Rav, Halakha Kirabi El Azar. Oh, Rav came along and said, Halakha Fazabi El Azar, we go with this. Meaning, a safek cannot marry a safek, a safek cannot marry a vaday, etc. However, he says, when I said this over in front of Shemuel, this is the Biudah saying this. Because when I said this halakha over in front of Shemuel, Amar Li, he told me, Hillel Shana Asara Yuhasin Alu Mibabil. Hillel told the Mishnah that there were ten different types of people that came from Babel. And what are these ten types of people? Kahane, it's the Kohanim, Leviye, Viyisraele, Halale, Halale are those uh, people that were born from, uh, let's say, uh, Isur to Keuna. For example, a Kohen married a divorcee. Okay, that, that causes Halalim. So they came up also. Gire, Gire would be converts. Harure, that would be an Evid Kenani that is Mishrahrad, that was free, that has a status like a convert. Mamzere, Mamzere is Mamzerim came up. Netine, Netine are the Giv'onim, from the Giv'onim, that Yahushua uh, Benun in his time cursed them, and he made them wood choppers and water carriers, and therefore they have a status also of converts. Shetuke, we learned, those are the children you don't know who their fathers are, Safek Mamzer. The Asufeh, Asufeh is a child that was gathered from the marketplace, or she don't know his lineage, he's a Mamzer. So those are the ten different uh, types of people, Hillel said, that came from Babel. Vechulan mutarim labo zebaze. Oh, Hillel said all of them are permissible to go zebaze. They're all allowed to go with each other. Now, what does this mean? So that she explains. Now, if you're going to tell me that a safek can go with a vaday, a safek isur can go with a vaday isur. 
וכל שכן ספקן בספקן, מה אין פה ספק? can go with a ודאי פסול, certainly a ספק can go with a ספק, the ודאי is worse, you're letting a ספק go with a ודאי אסור, so certainly a ספק go with a ספק, היינו דמשקף לכולם מותרות זה בזה, so then his little statement makes sense, everybody is מותר זה בזה, how? כהנים לוויים וישראלים, when it comes to the first three, the כהנים לוויים וישראלים, מותרים זה בזה, they can marry each other, כהנים לוויים וישראלים, לוויים וישראלים, לוויה וישראלי חללי גילי וחרורי עבדים משוחררים מותרים זה בזה אז וואלה זה לוי, הישראל, חלל, גרים שחרורי עבדים also can marry each other כהנים cannot marry that group because כהנים are not allowed to marry let's say עבדים משוחררים and things like that but the other groups from לוויים on they can marry each other as well continue גילה וחרורי ממזרי ונתיני שתוקי ואסופי and all those groups of the גרים עבדים משוחררים ממזרים נתינים שתוקים אסופים מותרים זה בזה there are people זה בזה as well וכולם every one of these people are מותר זה בזה now the only way you can explain this is if you can say מותרים זה בזה is if you say ספקם וספקם זה מותר because give me a case I can say that the Shetukeh can marry a Sufeh. That's a Sefeq with Sefeq. Ela yet to tell me what that Hillel must be holding, that Sefeqan is Mutar. Or let's say a Shetukeh to a Mamzer. That's a Sefeq to a Vadai. And Hillel's statement was, Vekhulan. In all these cases over here, you have Mutarim, Zelazeh. And the way the Mishnah set it up is that the Shetukim and the Asufim and all these people are mutar zeh vazeh. And the Gemara is even saying that a ger can marry a mamzer. That's a side question that she asks. How can a ger marry a mamzer? A ger is a regular Jew. Doesn't it say mamzer cannot come into the kahal? So she tells us, kahal gerim l'ashem kahal. When it comes to gerim, then I consider it kahal Hashem. And therefore mamzer can marry a ger. Okay, but what do you see from over here? Hillel clearly holds... Against Rabbi Al-Azhar. Hillel holds that what? In Echadah may be mutar for these people to marry each other. So he comes along, Shemuel, and says, Kulam mutarim laboz v'zeh ve'at amar talakha k'Rabbi Al-Azhar? Harit shalakha k'Rabbi Al-Azhar? Meaning you, Rabbi Yehuda, you quoted Rav. And Rav shalakha follows Rabbi Al-Azhar that says what? Sefekan asurim. A Shittukeh cannot marry a Asufeh. So Yudah uh, told us to Shemuel. So what are you talking about? Hillel clearly said <coughs> that every one of these cases of a mutarim lavozevazeh. And you're coming along and saying, we're going against the opinion of Hillel. So bottom line, it comes out of the machloket between Hillel and Rabbi Al-Azhar. So it comes again and says, Abaye sabar la kishmuel. Abaye, what was Abaye's opinion? Abayez, now let's just review something else. We had a makhluk at Abayen Ravah in the opinion of Rabbi Yaiz ibn Yaakov. Now you have to know something about Rabbi Yaiz ibn Yaakov. Normally the halakha follows Rabbi Yaiz ibn Yaakov. The Gebra says about Rabbi Yaiz, Mishnato Zach Venaki. His Mishnah is clear. It's right, it's proper. So therefore, Mishnato Zach Venaki. So therefore, usually we want to follow the Bili Aizer ben Yaakov. So the rabbis, they're going to want to make the Bili Aizer ben Yaakov fit 
according to the halakha. <coughs> so what did Abayya say? How did Abayya learn Abayya Zibin Yaakov? He said, mutarim tamari mamzerim. Correct? What did Abayya say? What was the first shita? Abayya wanted to say that a safik mamzer is mutar to marry a vadai. Okay? That's to be the Zibin Yaakov. So Gibra says, Abayya... Savar la Kishmuel, the Amar Halakha Kehilel. Abaye is going to go like Shimon is Halakha like Kehilel. That's what? Sefeq is allowed to marry a Vadai. Umukilar bin Yahizab bin Yaakov Alibad al Khita. And therefore, what? He made it be the Yahizab bin Yaakov according to the Halakha, meaning he's congruent with Hillel. Because we don't want to ask a stira from the Yahizab bin Yaakov to Hillel, because we want to forsake like Hillel, obviously. And we forsake also like Rabbi Le'ezim and Yaakov. So therefore, Abaye put them, put them together. He put Rabbi Le'ezim and Yaakov, Aliba, Dehlel. Hold on, what did Dehlel say? Sefekan mutarim bevadai. Simple example, a sefek uh, mamzer, a shetuke can marry a real mamzer. Exactly the way Abaye explained Rabbi Le'ezim and Yaakov. The Be'ezim and Yaakov said what? This kid over here is a Safik. Right? We don't know uh, the second child that's born. We don't know if he's uh, a Mamzer or not. So what did he say? Mutar be'mamzerit. Oh, Mutar be'mamzerit. That means a Safik. Mamzer is Mutar be'vadai mamzerit. Who's that going like? Hillel. So the Abayeh interpreted to be the Be'ezim and Yaakov. Must, like, that's a Mutar be'mamzerit. Must be he holds like Shemuel. That was posek like Hillel. And therefore, the Bili'ez of Yaakov now is congruent with the Halakha. Otherwise, you have a question. Al-Qita, Al-Qita. Now, let's go the other way. Rava Savala Kirav. Dabar Halakha Kirbi Al-Azhar. And the other side is Ravam that said what? That the Bili'ez of Yaakov was Mahbir. Then he said, Safek is Asun Bivadai. Meaning, a Safek Mamzir is Asun Bivadai. He was posek like who? The Bili'ez that was also Safek Bivadai. And if you make it to be the Ezra Yaakov contra Halakha. Therefore, Bukilat will be the Ezra Yaakov, the one in Keta, Kiehi, the Lord Tekshe, Hilketa, Hilketa. So basically, all the Gibra did over there was just try to show you the Mahalog of Abayan Rabbah is based on how they interpreted the Mahalog of Abayan Azar and Hillel. Abayan was posek like Hillel. And therefore, now he makes him in the Ezra Yaakov, Alibad Hilketa, Halakha Kemo Hillel, that's a big Mutab Bivadai. And uh, Rava was posek like uh, Rav, that's posek like the Bil Azar, that's a fake is Asur, that's why he interpreted the Be'ezim Yaakov, Alibad al that's a fake is Asur, that's really the source of their Mahlokid. Comes to Gemara continues, Amar Abaye, Mina Amina La, Dechos Sefekal Rabili Ezim Yaakov, Kevadai Mashvile. How do I know that Kotra Bili Ezim, Bin Yaakov, Abaye is saying, how do I know that Rabbi Ezra bin Yaakov holds that a Safik is a Kavadai? Meaning, a Safik Mamzer can marry a Mamzerit. How do I know a Safik is like a Vadai? That's the question. Rabbi explains Rabbi Ezra bin Yaakov like that. But how do I, where did he get this from? The time we have a bright Rabbi Ezra bin Yaakov Omer, Hare Sheba an Nashim Harbe. Fellow went with a lot of women. He has no idea what ladies he was with. From her standpoint, many men went with her. 
ואינה יודעת מאיזה מהן קיבלה. He has no idea where she received from. Nimsa, what's going to happen as a result of such confusion? Av nose it bito. A father will end up marrying daughter. his daughter mm-hmm. because he's not going to realize he's the father. Right. This lady has no. This man doesn't know who he was with, and therefore this lady could have got pregnant from this guy, and he's going to think it's from somebody else because she has no idea who the father is. And therefore he's going to end up marrying his daughter. Means you come out uh, problems. Oh, you could have a brother end up marrying uh, a sister because you don't know who the. Uh, who the father and who the mother is? So it's become confusion. And what's happening over here? The whole world will be filled with mamzerim as a result. This is what it means that the world will be filled with zima. Now again, this is only a sefek, which means this child over here is a sefek mamzer. But what is the Rabbi Ezebin Yaakov saying? So you see that he treats the Sefeq Mamzer as a full Mamzer. And he calls them, what the Torah calls them, Zima. Zima is really talking about a Mamzer. So you see, a Sefeq Mamzer as a deen of a Mamzer Vadai. That's what you see in the Bezim Yaakov. That's what Abba got it from. Look at Rashi. You see that? Even though it's Sefeq, for example, this girl over here. Is she Vadaim Mamzer? No. We don't know if she's Vadaim. Uh, we don't know the, 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 the status. So we don't know what, uh, what, what the deen is over here. Which means, you tell me that the father now is going to marry this uh, daughter. Right? If the father marries the daughter in Echinameh, that's the point. If the father marries the daughter in Echinameh, they'll be Mamzerim. But we don't know if this is his daughter. So therefore, really, it's really Mamzerim. We don't know if the relationship, brother to sister. We don't know if it's really the brother to sister. Maybe they're strangers. So the child that's going to be born from the brother's sister, who knows, maybe it's not brother's sister, therefore it's a Savik Mamzerim, and still what does he call it? Mamzerim. So you see, that's where Abiyah got it from. Which means he understands when the Pasuk calls it Zima, Zima means Savik. Zima is like a Rashid Temot. Zemahi. What is this? And therefore, the Kanami, it's not Vadai Mamzerim. It's a Safek Mamzer. Everyone don't consider it a regular Vadai Mamzer. It was a Safek Mamzer. That's why Rabbi was posek. That what? According to the Bidah Ezra Yaakov, it's considered a Safek Mamzer. Therefore, Safek Mamzer is going to be Asur the Mamzerit. Because bottom line, it only remains a Safek. Look at Ashi. Zu Mahi. Lashon Safek. It's Lashon of Safek. It's Mahlok. And I don't know the Ezra Yaakov's language as well. Is Zima Mamash Mamzer actuality, like it says Mamzerim, or Zima Zumahi? And then for the word Mamzer that he used really is Safek Mamzer. Yet, and I can't amar Abili Ezra, Abili Ezra, Yaakov said something even further, which means all this was talking about now, till the discussion over here was that. A lady went with men, and the men went with ladies, Stam, and they don't know who's who. Now he's going to go even further and be mahmir, even in marriages. One has to be careful who he marries. Now even though marriages, nobody, there's a, there's a call that goes out. When people get married, everybody knows this one is married to this one, and usually you're able to monitor the children so they don't come to problems. Still, even in cases of marriage, there's going to be some stringencies that Abdul Aziz bin Yaakov is going to say that can lead to mamzerut. And the reason why it's yet to not is that even though marriages normally there's a, people know who's who, 
Because marriages, the word gets out, still in certain cases you have to be machmir. What's the case? Lo yisa adam isha b'medina zu, v'yilech v'yisa isha b'medina acheret. A person should not get married to one wife in one country, and then go to another country and marry another wife. Why? Shemmi yizdavigu zelazeh, because maybe the children are going to end up meeting each other. Vinimsa ach nose et achoto. So it's going to come out, a brother's going to end up marrying a sister. Guy got married uh, in the east. Okay, so he has a family over there in the east. Then he goes to the west, he has another wife over there. And therefore, who knows what happens? They have children also on both sides. One day these children are going to meet, they don't even realize that they have the same uh, father. Hmm. And what's going to end up happening? A brother's going to end up marrying a sister. So therefore, he's, even, though some, even though there's a call and everything, no. Person should not marry two ladies in two different parts of the world because the children might marry each other. What's going to end up happening? Mam said, even going to come into the world. So the Gemara says, "Ini, what are you talking? We have a contradiction." Ve'arav ki ikla ledardeshir. Rav when he used to come to the city of Dardeshir, machriz ve'amar. He used to announce and say, "Man havya liyoma." Who wants to marry me for the day? She was when he went away. He was away from his wife. So these great Sadiqim, they didn't want to be without a wife even for a day. They wanted to remain Bikdusha. So therefore, he used to say, who wants to marry me for the day? And therefore, what do you see over here? That he had a wife where he was, and he took another wife uh, in the other place. But Rav Nachman, when he got to the place called Sheikh Nesiv, Makhriz ve'amar, man also announced, who wants to be my wife for the day? So you see over here, they had wives in different places. So the Gemara says, Shani Rabbanan de Shemayu. The rabbis are different because their, their names are famous. They go all over. Which means, the children are known by them. Because the Chemim are famous. So therefore, for example, everybody's going to know that's Rava's uh, son. But that's Rava's daughter. Well, who are you? I'm, uh, I'm Rava's son. I'm Rava's daughter. So we're not worried. Even if we'd have children in different parts of the world, since the children are to go after their famous father, so therefore you know that this is, uh, I'm the daughter of Rava. Famous people, I'm the daughter, of, I'm the son of Rava. You'll never come to, for a brother marrying a sister. We're about regular people. That their, their father's not so uh, popular, famous, whatever it is. So therefore you can worry, you, you, you might uh, come to a mistake. But these people are, the Gibran says, Pekia Shemai. The actual language over here is, Shemotem Mifusamim. Right. Their names are, Famous, and everybody calls them Al Shemam. Everybody calls them, you know, after their father's name. The Gibrana has a side question. Gibrana says, "Tabu'ah l'nasev v'nit payesa sericha di'shev shivanikim." Remember that halacha. Once a person proposes to a lady and says that he wants to marry her, at that point over there, she has to sit seven days. Betum'ah, and then go to the mikveh. Why? Because the proposal excites the lady, and then we're concerned that maybe she saw dam at the time of the proposal. Dam himud. And therefore, how can you say they went, and wants to marry me for the day? Wait a minute, she's temi'ah. Once already he proposes, so already the deen is, she has to wait seven days before she go to the mikveh. Kamara says, Rabbanan shiluhayu avu umud'ilu. They would send their messages a week before to announce it. Which means they would announce it already a week before that the rabbi is coming, whoever wants to marry him for the day, so they would have seven days to uh, prepare. Then Yuzah gives another answer. 
That the rabbis, really, they weren't consummating the marriage with these ladies. All they were doing over here was making Yehud with them. Which means they were just, uh, you know, being with them, secluded. But they weren't consummate, so we're not worried about children over here, and we're not worried about Tum'ah, uh, uh, meaning, uh, <clears throat> we're not concerned over here that these ladies are going to become Tamik, because they really never proposed to them. Yeah. They never said, will you marry me? That could cause the Damnidat to come. All they did was, they proposed Yehud. Okay, so Yehud already is not going to cause the lady to become uh, Benidut. Uh, and I'll tell you why I'm saying that. Because if the lady's been Yidut, so already he's not even allowed to make Yehud with her. Because it's a whole Shaila, a, a, a person uh, that's... Uh, they're not going to go together. They're just making Yehud. So I'm just answering you a question. If the ladies are Nida, he would not even be allowed to make Yehud with her. So I'm answering you that since when the way proposed to her, they proposed only in a Yehud way, so therefore, they were able to come to the town on that day. They didn't have to wait to come seven days before. They told the lady, who wants to make Yehud with me? Well, Yehud means not going to cause the lady to come down me down. What would, he, what would they gain by having Yehud? So the Gemara says, The Amar Mor, Eno Dome Mi Shiesto Pat Besalo, the Mi Shieno Pat Besalo. Right his basket, which means, once already he has a potential wife that potentially could be Mutartim, so then already his Yesterna is appeased. So they didn't have to go so far as uh, marrying them. So then when the Gemara's whole question was, oh, what do you mean these rabbis had marriage, and had marriages in different places? The first answer is, we're not worried about the rabbis. Their children, uh, they go after the names of their father, and therefore they know who they are, they're not going to come to a brother and sister situation. Another answer, we're, so we had a question, what do you mean, what about the McVeigh issue? How could you, they go get married to them? You have seven days. And they sent you the Ain before. Or I'll come and tell you, no, that really they didn't even uh, marry. What did they do over here? They just made Yehud with these ladies. And therefore we're not worried about having even children over here. Because they didn't have children with these wives. They just made children. What do you gain by having Yehud? What you gain by having Yehud is... At least they have bread in the basket. Like we said, the Yitzhak in check. Because they know technically if they wanted, they can consummate it. And therefore they would not have a Yehudim. Right, but the question we asked was, what do you mean? If they're just making Yehud, the Kaura, she's a Nida. She didn't wait the seven days. So he said no, because the Nidad only comes when you propose for a actual marriage. She gets excited and gets Nidad every seven days. I'm telling you here, they only propose for Yehud. Therefore, that wouldn't bring the Nidad. Therefore, Yehud would be permissible. Right, that's one potential answer. This fourth gives another answer that says, when do we say Yehud with the Nidad's Asur? That's only on somebody that was never married before. So somebody who was never married before, so if his wife is Benida, before he consummated the marriage, so that person who never consummated a marriage in his life before, then we say Nida is But these rabbis they were married, they had a wife at home. So therefore, the Nida would be permissible for them to make Yehud after they made a, a Kiddushin. Others explain that really this answer is a continuation to what we just said before it. They sent the messages seven days before, even in this case. We're not falling off that answer. Really, they sent the messages seven days before, and therefore we didn't have the problem of Nida. Oh, you had the question of, uh, the bottom line, they're having children. How can they have children in different uh, places? Uh, problem of Mamzerut? No, they never had children of these people. Why? Because they only made Yehud with them. So they, mm-hmm. then we gave three answers 
basically how to understand this uh, Gemara. Either we're saying that there was no problem of Yehud, even though they were Nida, because Baba and they were married before, so there was no problem with Yehud in this case. <coughs> Yehud with a Nida, when you get married to a lady that's Nida, it's only if it's the first time you ever married. Or we can say they weren't Nida. Because they never proposed to them for marriage, they only proposed to them for Yehud. Or the third explanation is no, they sent messages seven days before. In Ekanami, you worried about Nidan seven days before? I had a problem is, what about the children? There was no children. Why? Because it was only Yehud. <coughs> Comes to Gemara and continues. Tana Rabbi Eliezer bin Yaakov Omer. Lo Yisa Adam Ishto. A person should not marry a lady with intentions that he knows he's going to get divorced. Why? Which means do not be silent. Quiet, being quiet. Do not be silent to your friend, meaning you have a plot to lose something bad, and uh, he never did anything to you. Which means, hey, you're marrying this lady, she thinks you're going to marry her for the long run. And what? Your intention is just to marry her, and then eventually divorce her. So you're saying, don't do that. <coughs> oh, so you can say, what about these rabbis? These rabbis didn't stay married to these ladies. They who wants to get married for the day? Well, that's the explanation. They told them from the beginning. They didn't give them a false impression that they want to get married forever. They said, who wants to be married for the day? But a person doesn't do that. That's a problem. To get married with the intention to get divorced, that's already a suit based on the pasuk. Amen, amen.